Thursday, February 22nd, 2024. Season 3, Episode 9. This is What's Eating Kale, and I'm Kale. I love a Thursday, boy. I love it. I love it. I have to tell you that it's been so warm that I'm looking out my window right now and I said yesterday I can see snow in my neighbor's yard and I can see a little bit of mine. Can't see it anymore. It was like mid-50s yesterday. going to be in the mid-50s today. Then it's going to be miserable for the weekend. <laughs> and then uh, 60s next week. It's been a pretty easy winter. I probably shouldn't say that um, because it, it'll probably jinx it. But here in southeast Wisconsin, it's been a pretty easy winter. I hope where you are, unless you're like in Boston or some of these places that just like Buffalo seems to just always get blasted every year. I wonder how the winters are there. Maybe I'll look into that. Not maybe that interested, but mm, we'll have to, we'll have to see if something, if I get a wild hair up my rear end, but for right now, it's time for some gratefulness. If you know my family, you'd kind of had a hard, you'd have a hard time like figuring out how I became me. But I'm grateful for my family. We're not close, but whatever the formula there, whatever kind of crazy magic works there, they're obviously a big part of why I am who I am. I'm grateful for people who know skills that I'll never know or be good at. I'll never be able to fix my car. Don't really want to. I could never fix a major plumbing issue. I could never be a good accountant. And the list goes on and on, covering all but the two or three things that I'm good at. <laughs> so everything else, I need somebody else for. I am glad to still be learning and being interested in learning. Every day. Every day is a rabbit hole. I'll find something. And then I'll be like, oh. I don't know what that is. And I'll go and spend a half an hour, hour looking into it, reading all kind of misinformation about it. That's how I form my opinions. Uh, it's, uh, it's a crazy world out there. It is time for celebrity birthdays, though. If you want to get a birthday on, uh, I thought I had one today. It must be tomorrow. Um, if you want to get a birthday on, it's mail, M-A-I-L, at C-A-L-E-G-U-I-N.com, mail.com. Send me an email, and I will get the information on. Um, regular celebrities, though, not really awesome celebrities that we know and love in our homes. Uh, actor Kyle McLaughlin, 65. Comedian Rachel Drash from 30 Rock, Saturday Night Live. Uh, she's 58. Actor Paul Lieberstein is... He's from The Office. Uh, I wasn't sure which character, but I left him in. Uh, 57. Actor Jerry Ryan, the lovely, the talented actor Jerry Ryan from Boston Public and from Star Trek Voyager. She's 56. TV co-host Clinton Kelly, The Chew and What Not to Wear. is 55. Actor Thomas Jane of The Sweetest Thing is 55. Jose Solano from Baywatch is 53. Drummer Scott Phillips of Creed and Alter Bridge is 51. 
James Blunt is 50. Drew Barrymore is 49 today. I think in honor, everybody should watch her show. And then probably never watch it again. Tom Higginson of Plain White Tees is 45. And that, my friends, is Celebrity Birthdays. Let's move. I mean, I'm just going to fly right through today. Entertainment headlines. Other non-political headlines all coming up right now. First, let's do some fun stuff here. Um, this story about the um, the Eagles and their notes is getting weirder and weirder and weirder. A Manhattan, a Manhattan judge is going to decide if three men who attempted to um, steal the notes and resell them or auction them off. Uh, they were, the notes were from the Eagles and specifically regarding their big album with Hotel California and Life in the Fast Lane and you know their biggest... Their biggest stuff. Don Henley is expected to take the stand against them, um, but of course they were, you know, they're con- they're they're on trial for attempting to steal the manuscripts. And uh, here's where it gets a little bit weird. First of all, the manuscripts are collectively valued at over a million bucks. Just these are just notes in a literally like a legal pad. Um, but this is where it got weird for me today. I just checked in on the story. This is brand new today that they're trying to sell the notes back to Don Henley. So they told Don Henley that they had the notes and they said, Oh, we'll get them back to you. And there kept being reasons why the, they never had them or they couldn't meet up with him and, um, they were trying to make thousands of dollars off them. And um, somebody associated with this story, Assistant District Attorney Nicholas Penfold said, the defendants were not businessmen acting in good faith, but criminal actors who tried to profit from property they knew to be stolen. That's like stealing my car and saying, you know, I'll sell it back to you. It's, it's, a, little like, <laughs> it's a little like risky business. Right, where they steal all this stuff out of the kid's house. And then he made all the money from all the prostitution and he had to buy all the stuff back. I don't know. I like it. I like it in risky business. I don't like it here. I think you're a bunch of morons. And uh, I don't know. I think I feel like stuff like that is pretty somewhat historic. Imagine if Glenn Fry died. Or Glenn Fry, I'm sorry, Glenn Fry did die. Today is it? I have brain fog bad today. Uh, Glenn Fry did die, but imagine if Don Henley died and Joe Walsh died, and then God, these things would become just that much more valuable, and they should be like in a museum somewhere, in my opinion. Beyonce, who's got a number one hit song in the country charts, is giving back to the industry that helped her become the performer she is today. She announced that uh, she's got a hair care line called. Say cred, uh, and it's spelled with a, like the C and the slash over the E like Beyonce. So it's called Say cred. And um, a public charity foundation called Bay Good, as in Beyonce. Uh, it's spelled B-E-Y, good. And they'll jointly fund $500,000 for an annual grant 
for cosmo- cosmetology students. Hairstylists have an intense impact on people in their chairs. They create a sacred space where we can show up how we want and we can express ourselves through our hair. Somebody from the charity said, we're honored to give back to this amazing community. So that's cool. I mean, it's it's interesting also to find that little, of all the things that Beyonce is involved in, let's give back to this little part because it means a lot to them. Right? Like it's like hair and makeup is really important to the industry, I think. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel seems to be hinting that he's going to end his run as a late night talk show host. But don't worry, his contract still runs for two years. It just sounds like after this two years, he's probably going to hang it up. Now, this isn't the first time he's talked about it, but he said that when the new contract comes up, he's like, all right, I'll do it again. But he thinks that, that he's had enough. So we'll see what happens there in a couple of years when I don't remember. I ever read the story. It'll be like, oh my God, Jimmy Kimmel's going to retire? John John Stewart, as I mentioned uh, last week, I believe it was, that his return on Mondays to Comedy Central's The Daily Show uh, came with some backlash. Nah, he's not sweating that, though. Of course, he makes fun of it. So on Monday this week, um, he joked about um, his return being universally, uh, well, the reviews were universally glowing, he said. And then, well, I'll just let you hear the whole thing because it's obviously John Stewart can do it better than me. Uh, I did have such a good time last week doing the program. And uh, and then everybody uh, Comedy Central was like, oh, what are you going to do this week? And I was like, wait, this week? <laughs> I, I did already. I did it Monday. What am I, a cyborg? Come on. But I don't mind because, quite frankly, the response to the first show last Monday was universally glowing. John Stewart is facing massive backlash from Democrats over his comments about Joe Biden. Oberman tweeted, well, after nine years away, there's nothing else to say to the both sides fraud John Stewart bashing Biden except please make it another nine years. Christy Jackson tweeted, sorry, but I won't be watching you either. <laughs> okay. Maybe not universal. <laughs> was on Twitter. Everything on Twitter gets a backlash. I've seen Twitter tell Labradoodles to go f*** themselves. Labradoodles. <laughs> I just think it's better to deal head-on with what's an apparent issue to people. I mean, we're just, we're just talking here. And Mary Trump tweeting, not only is Stewart's both sides are the same rhetoric not funny, it's a potential disaster for democracy. It's one f***ing show! It was just one f***ing show! It was 20 minutes! I did 20 minutes of one f- show but i guess as the famous saying goes democracy dies in discussion but look i have sinned against you i'm sorry it was never my intention to say out loud what i saw with my eyes and then brain and it goes on from there. Uh, he's doing a great job. I, by the way, I it gets I'm infuriated by the people who get upset about that. 
it's it's Joe Rogan lately. It's uh, Bill Maher and John Stewart, and the Democrats are like, "You got to stop making fun of Joe Biden. He's our only hope." And I, granted, he, right now is your only hope, but that's your fault, Democrats. And for the people who want to bury their head in the sand or want us to bury our head in the sand, fuck you. Seriously. And let me just hit this again because I'm moving on from that topic. Uh, mortgage demand takes a hit. Uh, it's down over 10%. And that's because interest rates are back up to over 7 uh, And it actually works the other way around, right? The interest rates go back up over to 7 Mortgage rates then fall uh, by about 10 or mortgage demand falls by about uh, 10%. Uh, so that, you know, just watch out for that. But, um, I don't think that's going to last for, for very long. While American airlines made headlines on Tuesday for raising the cost of check bags, JetBlue has always increased check bags. Uh, so now of course we all know that the check bag things is just a scam. Uh, customers of JetBlue though might have been noticing that you pay 45 bucks for your first check bag, but you're going to get charged 60 bucks to charge a second bag if you're doing that within 24 hours of departure. So plan ahead and don't do that. Um, so yeah, they're, they're now on their website. It has, hey, just so you know, this is the way it's going to be. Wow, who flies JetBlue? I, if you have like a purse with you, I think maybe JetBlue just because maybe, are their prices even lower? They probably hate you if you don't check bags. <laughs> They're like, you have no bags? Mm, your purse, does it fit in this little holder thing here? Does it does it meet our requirements? Otherwise, we're going to have to charge you. We're going to have to check it. Aye, aye, aye. New figures from the gambling industry show that America's commercial casinos won more than $66 billion from gamblers in 2023. It's the industry's biggest year ever. Uh, it was 10% higher than in 2022, which was a record-setting year for them then. And they haven't even figured in revenue from the tribal-owned casinos. Those are re- released separately later this year. And then the annual return for <laughs> casinos is supposed to be $110 billion for 2023. And of course, that all happened when the world was falling apart. I mean, you just watch the news. Everything is awful. Sean Hannity the other day said that everything is worse since Biden's been in office. Everything. Yet the economy is doing well. The unemployment rate is down. And I don't, I'm not even a Joe Biden fan. I just hate the fear-mongering bullshit. Um, but at any rate, this is... I mean, seriously, 2023, you know, people were complaining about groceries being more expensive and inflation. And while those things have come back around a little bit, 2023, they were complaining about them. Yet, gambling. Let's move on to some some good news for today. This is the section I like to call the good news. And by the way, this stupid little jingle here is in my head all effing day. I don't know why. Of all of them, right? Like, why this one? But it does. I I do a little dance to it. It's kind of fun. Making my lunch. Betcha never die. Yeah. 
Um, today's article from the Good News Network, uh, I've entitled Random Acts of Artistry. So there's a digital, digital artist who's uh, usually charging hundreds of dollars for a, a, a piece of work, say a flyer, a poster, or whatever. Uh, but he's been going around his town redesigning any lackluster flyers that he sees, and he does it for free. He goes out there, he finds them, uh, brings them back to his office, and he makes them more awesome. And then he goes and he rehangs them up for him for nothing. Doesn't even tell him he's doing it. The guy's name is Max Kolomatsky, and he came up with a gorilla marketing idea last year. Just He just noticed something. He's like, you know what? I'm going to make this one better. And he filmed it. 25 years old, he puts it where else but on TikTok. He put the flyers back up, shows the video, you know, puts the video up on TikTok, and uh, his TikTok gets 11 million views. Just shows like this before and after. All right, here's this thing, and then it probably does some fast motion stuff showing him redesigning the flyer and showing him hanging him up. And he's off and running. Now he gets calls all the time from people. Uh, hey, could you do that for mine? He won't do the free work for anybody. He'll go, he's he's going to continue to do that the way he does it. He's going to go find them himself, not say anything to anybody, and then redo them. He's not going to have people request that. Those people, in my opinion, need to pay money. Smart idea. Pretty cool that it worked out the way it did. Um. The, the first people he did it for were just a group of people that were looking for people to play a board game with them. Like they were trying to get people, they were trying to recruit people to, to get in on this, on this board game. And they were super excited because they saw the TikTok come up on their phone. Um, it, it's just, I don't know, kind of a neat story. He's been an illustrator since 2020. <laughs> Four years. So I, but what a great way to get going, man. What a great way. Um, he's an Adobe guy. And um, yeah, he's been doing this for just a few years. He, uh, uh, he, he really is using the, now he just basically does this as, I'm going to do this free work and that's going to be really my marketing budget. I'll throw it up on TikTok and then that's, you know, I'm getting news coverage. I'm getting, you know, people seeing this. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the turning point for the project for me, uh, because it, it was a turning point for the project for me because it made me very aware that I don't want to make an image more corporate or take charm away from the street. So, uh, pretty smart kid. Um, in fact, watch for my TikTok videos on Improving people's marketing. I, I actually wanted to do a whole game show called uh, Marketing Wars, where you take a, one company who needs help on a marketing makeover, and then you take two marketers, marketing companies, and you pit them against each other. And whoever comes with the best comes up with the best campaign to uh, achieve the company's objectives wins the game. Um, but since I'm by myself and since I've talked to a lot of people who are interested in it but don't really want to do any of the work, um, it's probably going to just stay an idea for a while. 
Um, be pretty excited to do it, though. That seems like fun to me. And now, let's move on to what's eating kale. I got to remember to have that up hotter. Bow, bow. All right, have you ever wondered what you do if you're faced at the end of the world? Asteroids coming. You know it's coming for about a week. Do you hunker down with your family and just like love each other and, you know, do you right a wrong that you haven't righted and should have righted? Do you tick some things off your bucket list? Um, you know, what do you do? And, you know, we've all seen Armageddon. We've seen, um, what's the one, uh, Oh, I can't remember what the other the so it's a, uh oh my god why can't I remember anything today I just I had a bad night of sleep but I this is just ridiculous absolutely ridiculous it, Morgan Freeman was the president of one and there's a thing coming and um uh David Duchovny's ex-wife <clears throat> which I can't remember her name I can remember David Duchovny and it was his ex-wife but I can't remember her name she was in it. It was pretty good. But there were these movies. They were all kind of like Armageddon and, and then this movie. And then there was another one where it was like kind of global killing meteors or uh, asteroids about to hit the earth. Uh, so you, And you know it's coming. So then what? And everybody's like, oh, what do you do? Well, have you ever wondered what you would do? But then have you ever also wondered, well, what do we do as like a, a planet? What do we, how do we... Do we have? We do. We have a system for that. Uh, NASA has plans. In fact, they have an entire department dedicated to watching space and dealing with threats like asteroids and such. It's called the Planetary Defense Coordination Office. Kelly Fass says, an asteroid impact is the only natural disaster that could be prevented. Um, the agency, now listen to this, this is kind of a cool, it's a, it's a, actually, I think it's an awful acronym. The agency's double asteroid redirection test or DART can serve as a possible method of asteroid deflection and should help us better prepare. Should an asteroid ever be discovered as a threat to earth? In, uh, 2001, NASA successfully, uh, trialed DART and crashed an unmanned spacecraft into a small asteroid, and it was successful. Now, if NASA can't save the day by deflecting it or blasting a, an asteroid, it then has a whole plan. This is the part that is horrifying to us. They have a whole plan to warn everybody about impending, an impending strike. The, there's a whole global coalition of astronomers called the International Asteroid Warning Network. And then they would start going through their networks and, and getting the word out to everybody. Once everybody's in agreement that the Earth should brace for impact, um, NASA would send out an alert to the White House. And then each of the governments... And let the public know. And we would all just sit here going, huh. and we would 
probably blame people. This is global warming. Or we would probably blame people for not being able to fix it. Our people are so stupid. It's whatever administration would be in office, it'd be all their fault. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty crazy thing to think about, but NASA actually has this huge plan about it. The one woman said, I don't have a red phone on my desk or anything, but we do have a very formal process and procedures in place for notification. So I, I don't know. I gave this some thought and I was thinking, man, what would I do? And it, it, it's a cross, right? Like, of course, I would probably really touch base with the people that I love, let them know that I love them. Um, I might do a bucket list thing or two. I might do this. I might, you know, uh, just talk to people about it. And uh, the other thing I was thinking was, there's, uh, I'm not a suicide guy by any stretch of the imagination, but if you're about to die, right? Like, is there something I would do that, like jump out of an airplane, like skydive like Ben did, or do something that would be somewhat quote-unquote death-defying, that at the end of the day, if I died doing that, then, well, I only had a couple days left to live anyway. You know, so I don't know. Do you think about that? What would you do? It's pending. You got a week and the earth will be destroyed. I think you should go hug somebody and tell them, hey, we're supposed to live like every day is our last and we're, I'm bad at it. And I don't know many people who are. I've never met anybody where I'm like, well, that person really lives with some gusto. <laughs> uh, but there are people out there. Obviously, we've seen them on the news. I just don't know any personally. But would you just, would you do that? Would you be like, all right, game on. And then, and then you have to question, well, why not now? Why don't you, all those things you say you would do if you had one week to live, why don't you just, why aren't you doing them now? You could do all those amazing things all the time for the rest of your life. Sounds like a lot of work to me. I'm, I, I don't know why I'm so sarcastic and shitty today, but I'm even a good. I'm in a good mood. Anyway, tomorrow uh, we're going to examine my tipping habits against some of the most famous and wealthy people in the world. Until then, make it a good one. <laughs>